What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Yes, welcome back to the latest installment of Alcoholism 101. Is it? This is not 101. Yeah, it's like kindergarten. I think if you're listening, you've already got it down. Mm, At least the first half, the first part. The first half, yeah. (laughs) I was. you haven't seen it yet, but I just posted another picture from, uh, I don't know, 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. I feel like this there was mining a... the depths, dude. <clears throat> it was, <clears throat> there was a trip where it was you and me. And I, there's a series of pictures, like photos that I remember together, but it was like you and me and Joe Valentino in somebody's weird apartment. It was always that. But at one point, and I don't want to put him on blast, but like he had, it was a picture of him with like one of those brush ups. You remember those little finger condoms that yeah. were like a toothbrush mm-hmm. and he was just passed out with it on his, on his finger. Hmm. Somebody's was it Terrell's apartment in we Seattle ever, or was it in Eugene? No, I think it was in Eugene. Like I came for a visit down there. I don't know. Anyhow, no, we didn't really hang out in Terrell's apartment too much. Yeah. Yeah. But there's all these. Yeah. I've, been going through some photos and just trying to clean things up and like i'm like damn okay i kind of remember that and i kind of remember that and um i don't remember joe ever coming up to visit but yeah no i think it must have been eugene then because he was living he was he never came to visit in seattle i don't think but he definitely would know how old it was could have been angelica's place too yeah there was i just i know there was a cross on the or it could have been um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it could have been my old place when I was living with my ex-girlfriend, Stephanie. Maybe. I mean, it's just a picture of the two of us with no shirts on. Yeah, that was my house. That okay, was when that I was. lived with Steph. Yeah, okay. Joe had that big old beard. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So it's just a trip to me. Like, I spent a lot of time thinking. And, like, there was this whole other life, right? I mean, it's, right. it's just weird that that was me. That was you. Look at that. What I need you got? a haircut. No, nothing. Didn't you just get a haircut? Yeah. She kind of... <laughs> need a little touch-up? She kind of like... Dude, it took her 90 minutes to cut my hair. It takes her a long time. I'm not bad-talking her, though, because she does a good job. But it takes a minute. And then sometimes it's a little... It's a little wild. Well, well, do you think you... I mean, when's the next... You're still a ways away from going to a barbershop. I, supposedly. I don't yeah. know. Probably. I probably won't be getting my hair cut until like 2023. Same with you. <laughs> Except you're actually getting haircuts in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you you're gonna talk about how you lived a whole oh, other life, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just you do it's, think you think a lot, John. 
because we all know, lived man. all other lives. I mean, even yes. non-alcoholics listening to this are like, man, I am not, I'm living in a completely different, unless you're doing the exact same thing. Is that our, I mean, is that my idea of what normal people do? But also like, I'm kind of a normal person, except for the fact that I'm, I was like a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But well, I wasn't even that raging alcoholic. I was just a fucking mess. And then I decided to not be a mess and then work a program. It's weird, right? But yeah, you did. It was a whole other life now. You've got this, You your change, your metamorphosis is enormous. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I just, it's just this sort of, when I look back on the things that were, were acceptable and you know that we're just that's just the way it is and it was a lot of um in this picture obviously we're both shirtless and i'm just thinking you know in my head we didn't have a there wasn't a lot of thought behind the photo it was just like we're shirtless and kind of you reaching in to pretend to like lick my nipple right <laughs> i was and, just like know, hey we're gross what's gro- how gross and obnoxious people. can we yeah. be but i don't think there was much thought in it it was just that was the that was our oeuvre was how drunk and gross can we be? How obnoxious. And yeah, but I can still be gross as a sober person though. And I'm not saying you can't, I just, and that's, I'm not saying I I can't, I guess the things I've seen your cooking videos, dude, with my feet. (laughs) Flip flops. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of cooking, I just, I just got this new uh, recipe. I'm going to, I'm going to test out or I test it out. I need to, I want to tweak it and work it, but it's like two tablespoons of um, oats, Mm -hmm. a little like two ounces of milk. You mix it up. You add a couple eggs, a little salt and pepper, and you can add some mozzarella cheese or something if that, if you're into that and you whip it up and then you brush oil in the pan and then you bake it or not bake it, but you put it on the stovetop and it's like a little crepe or something. It's like a little egg and oats and egg with, Almond milk. milk? Yeah. Mm. That was weird, but it was good. That is weird. <clears throat> it might be good though. I don't, um, I'm having a hard time picturing it because I'm I'll have to make the video and keep my feet out of it. Um keep your feet out of it, dude. Yeah. Just you know what? Wear um like flippers, like swimming flippers next time. <laughs> yes, that would Every good. shot your feet are in, it's a different shoe. Like it's well, high after, heels. Yeah, well, that's what I was Timberlands. <laughs> after you, after you were like, man, I don't want to see your feet in those videos. And I was like, what if I just did gratuitous shots of me with different shoes on? Yeah, a pair yeah. of boots, a pair some, of high heels. Some, yeah, some floor shimes. <laughs> well, because you're like licking my oat and red bean casserole <laughs> with, you know, nutritional yeast on it, like mm-hmm. cooking like a hippie. Dirty feet. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm not going to eat that. Mm-hmm. I think I think you are still traumatized from that tattoo. Yeah. The bottom of my foot. but Probably. So yeah, just things like that. I was just, I was just something that occurred to me. I mean, it's something that always occurs to me that I'm constantly thinking about and I'm overthinking things. And, um, but it was just a whole different way of being. And I'm so, I'm just, just weirded out by like, okay, that's how I used to think like wake up in the morning and how are we going to fucking party? Like, you know, I'd be hung over maybe I had to go to work, but at some point in my brain out there, in the future was when am I going to drink again? And that was the, that was the, I mean, I don't know if that's hyperbole to say that, but that was the sole motivator for the day on some Mm -hmm. level. Well, I have to go to work to make money. I have to eat so I can, you know, get fuel. I have to take care of my minimal amount of responsibilities. Yeah. So I can drink. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I just don't think that way anymore. No. Well, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if you did. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I think too, what I wanted to talk to you about was the, among many things, but um, the sort of inflated sense of self-esteem that comes with alcohol. Well, yeah. And if you, in your mind when you were drinking and there was, you know, obviously you, you give off this vibe of the, the, the bravado and like being, you know, big and, you know, puff up your chest or whatever. But we've also talked about like the insecurity on the inside. Mm-hmm. And what was it like in your head, Jerry, when you would, you know, be in those moments of bravado, but that's all that it was? I don't think I consciously thought about it that way. Okay. Um, Do you know what I'm saying though? Like there weren't two concurrent thoughts where I was like, yeah, I'm showing everybody how tough I am, but also I'm fucking, I suck. Like basically my head was, I suck. There was nothing else other than I just fucking suck. And this fucking mm -hmm. sucks. And Mm -hmm. this this is shitty. And it's so weird, man, because the bravado is, is I think just a symptom of the thing. I don't think, and even the bravado in itself just goes to show how fatally insecure everyone is. I, see, here's the thing is we do this podcast and we talk about how it used to be and what it's like now. And we talk about the differences between us and people who don't drink alcoholically. But I honestly think, especially living in this culture we live in now, that everyone's fucking insecure mm-hmm. about something. And some of us are fatally insecure and some of us are better at hiding it. But I think every single person I've ever met has an insecurity, right? Yes. I just thought that pouring bourbon on mine was that end all be all but see even within this podcast there's a fatal flaw in that too because that, that's just a symptom of the thing i wasn't fatally insecure because i was an alcoholic i i could not be an alcoholic and still be horribly insecure you know mm-hmm. um we doubt ourselves isn't that that's human condition i just feel like uh, addicts and alcoholics thought they had the the solution mm-hmm. to the affliction and there was no, so the solution was really short lived, you know? So it wasn't like, I don't know with you, if you were thinking, I guess maybe I, I can't speak for you, but for me, I guess I was thinking that I was really charming and like really people really liked me. And at least I mean, I may be fucking fat and ugly and hate myself, but at least people think I'm funny and I can dress right. well, yes. but no, but I fucking hated myself. I still don't like myself a lot of the times, but I accept myself and that's the big difference is I do things I don't like, or I think things I don't like, but mm-hmm. I'm like, as just comes with the territory of being me, you know, like, so I don't know. What was it like for you? Were you consciously thinking, yeah, I got this. I think the, I think the thing for me was, and I'm trying to, I'm remembering back to like 98. And then when I kind of moved, when I moved to Seattle in 2003 and 2004 is that, there was always the the deep level of self-loathing and feeling incomplete and feeling um, just, yeah, just feeling like shit and hating myself. Mm-hmm. And so it would become this thing where I would try to manipulate situations. And if I, I, I would, I was, I was pretty good at talking to people, right? I was pretty savvy. You're still good at it. Right. Well, thank you. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you do the bulk of the, you do all the interviews. Right. I don't um, talk to people. 
<laughs> but anyway, carry on. Yes. Continue. Sorry. So I think I think that in those there's certain periods of time where I was deep, 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 deep into alcoholism up until the very end, up until the last couple of years where it was nothing but I hate myself and all I want to do is drink. Mm-hmm. There was, and even, I mean, even then, but it was manipulation. It was, you know, like you said, being charming. And what can I get from this person? What can I get? Can I get sex? Can I get drugs? Can I get, yeah. can yeah. I get food? Can I get attention? Cause I always wanted attention. And so that's where I think a lot of the acting out came from was the positive reinforcement by surrounding myself with other alcoholics. Um, thankfully, the few that I still know today that are still friends, you, you know, you included, there were other things in common because yeah. there were lots of people that I drank with that I was like, the only reason that we're hanging out right now is because I have beer or you have booze or do you know what I mean? I mean, you've mm-hmm. had those relationships with people where you're just like, I don't fucking like this person, but they've yeah. got liquor. <laughs> yeah. So, or they're willing to pay for drinks or right, exactly. Or they're willing to just drink with me, so I'm not all alone. There was exactly. a lot of that too. So yeah. for me, it was always a um there was there was often and a lot of times unconscious strategy to how I was gonna do this and and who I was gonna talk to next. And maybe this girl would talk to me, but ultimately it was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna drink, 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 drink. Cause Cause that's what I really wanted to do. I mean, I, so many times I keep thinking about us going out. Now you, <clears throat> for the majority of it, were either in a relationship or, or, you know, ultimately married. Right. So in mm-hmm. a relationship of some kind, but there would be moments where <clears throat> I would have opportunity to just talk to women, not even like there was nothing there. And I would dismiss them because it's like, I just want to sit here and get fucked up because that's the tough, I don't know, drunk thing to do. That's the cool thing to do. Hmm. That was was like your replacement for your your inflated sense of masculinity or inflating Mm -hmm. your sense of masculinity. Mm -hmm. So no, no time for lady stuff. No, exactly. Which is weird. No time for lady stuff. I'm drinking a frangelico and fucking (laughs) basically because I might have to like pay attention to somebody else. I might have to quit drinking. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen tonight. Right. But that's the whole self-absorbed aspect of it, Mm -hmm. which once again, I feel like we sit in the rooms and talk about how we're so self-absorbed, but I feel feel like everybody's fucking self-absorbed. You don't have to be an alcoholic to be self-absorbed. All you have to do is be self-aware. So I think there's some misnomers we tell ourselves, And I think there's some injustices. Injustice is the wrong word, but I think misconceptions we have about ourselves as alcoholics where we're like the only ones who feel this way where i feel like non-alcoholics really think about themselves a lot too there's a lot of non-alcoholics out there with youtube channels do you know what i mean who are fucking trying to trying to inflate their sense of being which also stems from insecurity you know Mm -hmm. we're i honestly feel like we're raising a culture that doesn't encourage people to like love themselves you know I really feel like, and I don't know if there's any culture. I think it's just part of the human condition, but especially in the United States, it's, there's no fucking love yourself here. There's like, get it done. Rise and grind. Every day is the hustles in service of capitalism, which is not related to alcoholism, but is in some ways. I'd say it's a symptom of it. But that being said, for us to be, for me to be like, oh, all I ever do is think about myself because I'm an alcoholic. Bullshit. I'm a fucking narcissist. That's why I think about myself. Or I have hints of narcissism you know 
that it's a human condition ultimately. Yes, that, very much that, so. Yes, and yes. that we, and a societal condition and a societal condition. So it's structural and it's individual. Right. Um, we just show I, it a little more. We're just right. a little more. We got more pizzazz on it. Put a little more puke on it. You know. <laughs> just put a little rub a little puke on rub, it rub a little barf on it and there's a little ass. there's a little like bartender guy polishing a glass in my head and he's uh -huh. just waiting for me to order a drink you know yeah. like mm -hmm. that's there's that little spits in the glass in my brain yeah. um <laughs> god that's disgusting. that's like the difference you know what i mean <clears throat> sure and we do everybody's trying to sell everybody something else and i i was they are you know as i am uh hell i i got t-shirts for sale jerry right like i made those, those i got one i was gonna wear it today but it's too cold so i'll wear it next week <laughs> um but you know i, I love how coda ordered the v-neck <laughs> it looks a little weird i mean our whole last yeah. podcast was us talking about coda but then i got a picture of him with fingerless gloves and a v-neck like, like yeah gloves dude. Are coming back jerry are they i don't know i don't know i maybe huh. I You're like bringing them, them back. Yeah, I'm bringing them back. I like wearing them out there when I'm running. I can just stop and do some push-ups. <laughs> um, Look like Bebop and Rocksteady from the fucking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes, dude. that's oh, maybe we'll uh, be able to get Halloween together. Um, So, yeah, like I, and that's that's a big problem. Like, OK, so let's briefly talk about consumerism and alcoholism together. Capitalism wow, yeah. and alcoholism together. And I think that you know, when I'm like trying to sell these t-shirts, which, you know, sure, I'll put the link in the bio, but I also know that there, there's more to life than just selling each other shit on the internet, right? right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that. Um, I don't want that to be the end all be all, but I also, I, I'm not interested in rising or grinding. And I would love to imagine a world where I could just exist in a day and my feeling of self-worth doesn't have to be around some sort of productivity or creation constant creation for the internet like that seems insane and you so, are constantly creating for the internet so yeah i gotta i've been thinking about mm -hmm. like i want to go on some sort of retreat i want to do like a seven day like just fucking turn it all off and disappear but um but alcoholism in this country and in our culture is yes me 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 how can i be better how can i do better well you know what feels good what looks good what's hot what's sexy have a beer, have some vodka, um, you know, sell, 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 sell. And it's, it's insanity. And I don't, I hate to like, as somebody who worked in the bar industry, who's somebody who was a bartender for a long time, like there was a lot of fun in there and there was like, you know, good times and shiny, pretty bottles, but for not for everybody, not everybody can, can handle it in the same way. And the more that I look into it and I'm like, it's such bullshit. It's such a lie. And it's, I, I don't want to like blame anybody because I know that that's not going to help me, but like, it's just fucking vodka. Like it's not a lifestyle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And trying to sell me a lifestyle. And well, it just... becomes a lifestyle. It just becomes depending on your personality. Mm -hmm. it becomes a pretty difficult, hard to maintain damaging lifestyle depending on your personality. And then you'd think the booze would just sell itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Hey, this makes you feel different than you're already mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. But no, yeah, there's gotta be, I mean, we've talked about that before too, about the whole glitz and glamor and false, you know, all that fake shit 
in it you know i love that we start getting into the capitalism thing and there's one dude who's just like man these guys are fucking being all leftist now maybe leftists you know what's talking about alcoholism <sighs> maybe I'm, I'm going over to fucking tucker carlson's alcoholic <laughs> podcast i wonder i wonder like i don't know man i mean i it's again and i've said this before i would be happy to help anybody or talk to anybody who didn't share my political beliefs on the subject of alcoholism or if somebody was hurting or in pain i'd right. be like hey i'd be happy to help you i just feel like for me and the the life that i've led and the experiences i've had um the bye 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 work 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 drink 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 doesn't doesn't work anymore i'm not interested in that right and it that doesn't excite me to make money you're reckoning you know you had yeah. that aha moment where you're like man i don't need to buy all this shit i had this uh conversation with my dad the other day about this and he told mm -hmm. me that he's like no offense but you're one of the most um what did he say to I me? It. it was it was it wasn't an offensive thing though. My dad always says mm -hmm. no offense to things that are not offensive. Mm -hmm. But it, he said I was uh uh fuck non-materialistic. You were mm -hmm. one of the most non-materialistic people I've met. And I remember thinking, like having an emotional pushback, a mental pushback to that, because I was like, no, yes and no. I really want to live a life of experiences that are dictated by the experiences I have more so than by the things I have. Mm -hmm. Although having things can open up new avenues to new experiences. I'd rather just experience emotions and significant things than to own things. Mm -hmm. But also I've been poor my whole fucking life. You know what I mean? I haven't had money to buy things nor the motivation has been there for me to want to buy things because I much would have rather have drank. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. that's the reckoning I have right now in my life is like, why didn't I play the game, America's game, because I was, because I was too busy drinking to play the game of saving money, building credit, although my credit's gotten a lot better since I've gotten sober, but you know what I mean? Owning things. I've never owned a car. I've never owned a house. I, you know what I mean? Like those things, it's not that they weren't important to me. I couldn't afford them. And I much would have rather have just gotten fucked up and had an experience, you know, right. I, I remember drinking with you and it was all about your experience. You were also like, we're going to have a fucking moment. We're going to have an experience. And you always wanted these life shattering experiences. And it would always frustrate me because I was just like, I just want to get fucked up, dude. Like, I don't want this to be the wildest, most dangerous night ever. I just want to not fucking feel like me right now. Yeah. So can you just give me some money? Cause I'm poor. So I can yeah. buy booze. Can you just buy me drinks, John? That's all I wanted, you know? And so for you, you were on the hunt and I was on the hunt too, but my hunt was, it was like a, like a really long way to find validation. That's mm -hmm. all I want. I think you're the same though, but in different yeah. ways. I wanted validation. Like if a woman, I was thinking about this the other day too, when I was running, um, my relationships with women we're never really, with the exception of like my wife, we're never really, and I'm not just saying that as a caveat, like she listens later and she's like, son of a bitch. But like, that's the only real true one I, I could say I had that like, it was reciprocal because everything mm -hmm. else was conditional. It was mm -hmm. how much do you like me will dictate how attracted I am to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Complex. Like we can have nothing in common, but if you really fucking like me, then I really like you back. Mm -hmm. Like, or if you really want to do things for me, then I'm going to kick it with you. 
even though I can't stand talking to you or you and I are just fundamentally different types of people. If you want to give me something, do something for me or just give me love, just make me feel like I'm fucking cool. Then I'm going to kick it with you. That was like, so when you had mentioned earlier, I was always in relationships. I was always with someone who thought I was way cooler than I really was, or just, you know what I mean? It's, I, I, it's hard to explain, but it, I, I think this podcast is more about the conditional Yes. Aspect. Of I thought you were way cooler than you really were. I mean, I really you know was. I, I was like a sad, fucking sad guy. I was really, I'm still sad. I'm always sad. It's just part of my condition. I still appreciate things though. And I appreciate yeah. things a lot more, but the sadness I feel actually is more profound. It's a deeper sadness now than I felt when I was drunk. It was all surface when I was drunk. I was like, well, I'll just fucking kill myself, but I don't have enough balls to kill myself. So here I am. I'm in right. the loop. Yeah. Cause suicide was constantly on my mind when I was drinking, but I just couldn't do it. And now the sadness is not, I'm not, you know, I don't think about it like that anymore because I know that there's, I don't, I don't want to die that way. I've, I want to experience more things. I want to Mm -hmm. gather experiences the way other people gather items and products and things. I want to gather these experiences, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to get on a plane and fly anywhere, but you know, (laughs) I want to experience emotions untethered, you know? So yeah. So my sadness is far more profound than it was before but it also has more meaning to it you know Mm -hmm. yeah sure i think i think when i hear you say things like i don't want to have this big epic night and i just want to not feel like myself and yeah it's sad that's why we're here buddy (laughs) we we, we never had the capacity to have that conversation for you to say, I don't like who I am and I just want to change my feeling at well, that no, moment, right? But it's, that's also societal as well. I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. blame that on the alcohol. See, we, we come here and we do this for an hour every week and our focus is always like the booze did it, but it's not just the booze. It's so fucking complex. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm hitting this later on period of my sobriety or my recovery or whatever you want to call it, like I start realizing this is just daily maintenance. When I can look back and go, oh, I did all these things, but I didn't just do it because of the booze. Like, I'm not one note. My only note isn't like, how am I going to get drunk today? Yes, I would like very much to get drunk today. And once I start drinking, I cannot stop drinking. But I also know that my motivations weren't just because of or in service to alcohol. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just wasn't this machine that just fucking drank all the time that's all i wanted like i wanted the effect of what alcohol could do because i thought it could enhance what was happening but you're right but i also feel like you wanted to have these giant experiences because you didn't want to feel like you anymore yes i was saying i was bored i had a fucking you know monotonous job that i hated regardless of whatever it was i hated it and so the excitement of being out and anything could happen and fucking meeting weird people and drinking strange drinks and going out with my friends and feeling like some sort of some level of camaraderie or how we were the coolest ones in the room. I remember having right. that thought a lot. Like, But we damn. were dudes in thrift store clothes who were hella overweight and had bad heartburn and had yellow fingers from cigarettes. There was nothing mm-hmm. fucking cool about it. It was yeah. just, yeah, it just was what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, We just- We're we still just... not the coolest guys in the room. Like, I'm not going to go- you know, not, I'm not going to go sit in a room full of people at all, but if I had the opportunity right. to, I wouldn't be the coolest guy in that room. I wouldn't think I was, I wouldn't, right. maybe no. that was the difference is I'd be now eating two onion rings instead of 23 mm-hmm. and being like, 
instead of all greasy onion ring finger. I don't know. Well, you have a modicum of humility because you have you have it has been the wind got knocked out of you some six years ago, and you were yeah. like, oh god, not only do I do I hate my it's not even like I hate myself and I've destroyed my life and I've got to try to put something back together. And so I, and, and me too, we're trying to piece back my self-esteem in some way and not. And so what, what did I do early in sobriety? I was all about experiences like staying in a fancy hotel or eating, you know, eating food or buying clothes or so there were all these things that I was buying, buy, mm-hmm. buy, 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 buy. And it never felt good. It never felt, I never got, it was always that quick little rush and then it was gone. Oh, maybe I need to go and buy a new shirt. And then I would buy the new shirt and then I'd wear it. And then it would go back in the closet and I'd be like, man, sucks. This shirt stopped (laughs) being new. Yeah, Yeah, I know that. So, so as I try to step out of the and maybe I am, maybe I'm a neoliberal capitalist and I just want to be comfortable and left alone. And I just, I don't think so, you know, but I really, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, what I'm finding is that I am happiest when I have not only fewer things, right? Like I got rid of a bunch of books. I continue to get rid of books. I am constantly going through shit and being like, nope, 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 nope. I don't need to buy any new clothes. Yeah, I'd like a new pair of jeans, but I don't need a new fucking pair of jeans. Not really, not really. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also, and you know, we've talked about this before, but being in some sort of service for someone, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, like AA related. So whenever I'm doing something else for someone, I feel much better. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's, there's an accomplishment there that seems to, the high seems to last a little bit longer. (laughs) You know what I mean? I guess Mm -hmm. if, if, if I'm to put it that way. Um, So I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, I just want to feel better about myself. And, you know, again, with like you said, maintenance, right? Daily, daily exercise. Well, that's what this is. This is, but this thing is human condition, the human, uh, just life. It has, it has my daily maintenance as I go forward has less and less to do with alcohol or not drinking. Yeah. And that's the thing is the only time I really think about the past or how I was an alcoholic, one of the rare times, one of the only times is when I come on this podcast. Right. Because I'm just living my fucking life. Like I'm just living life now at this point. Right. Like there's shit that needs to get done. Like the school wants to open back up and they're going to, because we're in Arizona and they don't give a fuck. So they're Mm going to throw all the kids in a classroom together with no social distancing, even though this pandemic hasn't even been figured out yet. So I've got to homeschool my kid now. That's part of my life. Like you Mm -hmm. asked earlier before the pod, how's the house thing going? Like, I have to consider that and think about that. My wife and her real estate and all that shit. And us just getting out of this room. Like I sleep on a cot in this room every night. Like I don't have time to sit down and go, God, I was such an alcoholic. Now I don't give a fuck about that Jerry anymore. I don't. I, that Jerry is done. He's part of, he's the sum of me. And I'm grateful. I'm, I look at him and I'm not mad at him. I look at him and I go, thanks, dude, because without you, I wouldn't be here. So, yeah. So you send me those old pictures and I go, yeah, that's funny. I was a total piece of shit, but thank God I was a piece of shit because now I don't have to be one anymore. You know, Um, 
So to me, it's like maintenance and I, I have nothing against the podcast. I'm just saying like this, this, my interactions with you and me doing this are the times I think about the past other than like minor conversations I have with my parents right. or, or right. when I talk about my finances with my parents, you know, right. yeah. because at this point I'm like, what's the fucking point? Like right. there's the point is the only point is to remember. So I do not repeat the same mistake again. That's it. That's the only service it pays me now at this point. Like, other than looking back on it and being like, that's how it used to be. Cause it's kind of funny. Like the reasoning, like that whole meme I was laughing at today where it was like, man, I feel like shit all the time. And it's like, you ever stop drinking or doing drugs for a day or two? And the kid's just like, that's a concept. That's funny to me because that's that circular cyclical thought process, you know? Mm -hmm. But as far as the past and, and I know that our conversations are really dependent on the past because this whole thing is built on what happened, what it was like, what it's like now, or what changed and what it's like now, right? So this is what it was like, and this is what changed. And what it is now is like, I'm almost fucking 50 years old and I sleep on a cot. So I got to fix that. <laughs> That's what I need to fix now. Not that I fucking drank a whole fucking <laughs> fifth of whiskey and slapped someone mm -hmm. in the face and showed three girls my dick who didn't want to see my dick. Like mm -hmm. that's done, you know? Yeah. And I made my amends for those things, at least to an extent. And as time progresses, there'll be more amends to be made and there'll Always. be more introspection to happen. But I think at this point, it's just, I just don't know what to do with it. Like I'm yeah. just, you're living, I'm living. Like you run, I run. Mm -hmm. We have this shared thing. We have a, a bunch of shared <clears throat> shit now. You know, sure. but that, like, and I know you've got a lot going on. You've sure. got just well, as much going on as I do. It's just in a different way. Right. Know? Right. And and you know, we've we've discussed that before. And I, I know that sometimes <clears throat> I can be, and I, I don't say this, you know me. I don't say this what? sort of like I don't say this with any sort of um, like, I'm not being full of myself, but mm -hmm. I guess I tend to be the more introspective of the two of us. Right. I'm not like that's. Yeah. No, I don't need absolutely. to. Maybe I'm overindulging mm. in it. Maybe I'm. You just do you, you know right. what I mean? Cause I remember when we had this conversation two weeks ago with Coda yeah. and Coda and I both went, but you yeah. tend to do deep dives. I saw it on your face. You were like, yeah. huh? Like, I don't know if you were offended or hurt or just, no. you just were like surprised. Like I do deep dives and I'm like, yeah, John, you deep dive all the time. Because in my fine. mind, I'm over here thinking everybody else is doing that too. Right. And I think that's another sort of, um, for me, that's another thing that I get stuck in where I think, oh, mm -hmm. well, I'm thinking this way. Everybody else must be thinking this way too. And then yeah. even the people who are close to me, I go, oh, wait a second. That's not how everybody fucking thinks. You can't make no. that assumption. So I ask you questions or I will send you a text message or whatever it is <laughs> thinking that you are thinking the same thing. And you're like, yeah, I mean, whatever that last a couple pictures ago I posted up and you were like, and I, I had this long list of, you know, this long diatribe about, you know, my my mindset at the time. And you're like, mm -hmm. I see a couple of fat drunk guys being fat drunk guys. And right. Like, oh, okay. Because you really peel the onion off and look at it and go, what was I? What was I doing? And that's great. That's your own. Form. Sure. And I just look at it and go, look at these two fucking idiots. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So and then that surface. So, you know, we're just it, our ways of coping are very different, which is mm -hmm. interesting in this context, because. 
you're always going to peel it back and look at it. And I'm just going to like give it a glance and go, yeah, that that's shitty. And then maybe two weeks later be like, huh, I wonder what that mm-hmm. was all about. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like our processes are just different, but yeah, yeah. I did think that was funny. Cause it was like this whole screed about like what it was. What, what, and I read the whole screed and I was like, you know, you're right. But I just see two fucking idiots that nobody wants to hang out with. You know, like just us hanging out with each other, you know. Right. And and I, I really, this has come on more from your recovery because you weren't, maybe you were like this when you were drinking, you just hit it. Sure. Yeah, it was a lot of miserable, you know, I don't want to say as much, but I definitely huh. thought about things in that deeper way, probably from a deeper sense of sadness or mm-hmm. traumatic experience or. You just didn't express it. When no. we were all drinking. Yeah. And then no. when you got into recovery, it's like you found you found your voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your voice is very introspective because you're a great interviewer. I mean, you ask good questions. All of our podcasts is you basically just interviewing me. And then I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking haystack. Who knows? Man, Post Malone. I don't know. You know, or some shit. And then, but I mean, that it's a good quality to have. It's just we're different. We yeah. just look at everything very differently you know or not we don't look at everything <laughs> differently process it differently we're like two different computers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure and i i appreciate that and i appreciate you going um it's just two fat guys it's just too fat well, yes because guys. it it keep it keeps me to me it keeps me a little bit more level-headed because i don't need to mythologize my past into something um overly romantic right right and that's easy to do from this perspective it's easy to do this many years sober and be like oh you just don't understand the pain and the suffering and where it came from and and a lot of what i'm doing is it's more of an intellectual exercise in my notebook about where these things came from then what happens when we post something on social media, it becomes performative and then the emotions come out and we want to reach people and, mm-hmm. you know, and we all do it. That's, that's, that's. Yeah. I absolutely sit down that. and I'm like, here's a painting. Now here are my thoughts about the pandemic right. or whatever. And mm-hmm. because that's what I'm thinking in the moment, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good for me to, you know, take it down a notch and go, okay, you've done your deep dive and you, and come to some realizations and some, some, I've, been able to really, really, really process some things that I didn't think I would be capable of mm-hmm. letting go. Yeah. So, but it's also like, yeah, it's just a couple of drunk guys. I mean, it is what it is. It's just like looking at a piece of art. Yeah. You know, you look at a Monet and you're mm-hmm. like, but wow, look at all these tiny dots making this giant painting. It's beautiful. And it means mm-hmm. this and that. And some guys like, yeah, it's a bunch of people at a lake. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Um, my oh. mom, I talked to my mom the other night and she said the one, I don't know which picture she was referring to, but mm-hmm. she's like, I saw one of those old pictures you posted and, and both you and Jerry looked really sad. <laughs> and we're I was sad. Like, I, 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 so, so, I mean, it was there, it was on the faces. It wasn't, we were not hiding it all that well. All we were both Pagliacci, dude. We were both Pagliacci, dude. He was the, which he was the, clown, you don't know that right? joke where the guy, the depressed guy goes into the barber and says, I'm so sad. I'm depressed. I don't know what to do. And the barber says, Hey, the world famous clown Pagliacci is going to be in town tonight. And the dude's like, I am Pagliacci. <laughs> yes, I am Pagliacci. Yeah. Right. 
because we're both like but on the inside i'm just like fuck this sucks i'm i've there was a song that song slow night that was on the uh, factotum soundtrack okay when matt dillon played bukowski which i thought was Mm -hmm. weird as fuck because matt dillon and that's like yeah that'd be like tom hardy playing hunter s thompson you know what i mean like it doesn't make any sense pretty guy playing bukowski who looked like 10 yards of shit on a fucking Mm -hmm. dirt road but anyway there's a song called slow night on it and I, i was obsessed with it because she just kept saying nothing really matters every day is just the same and that's how i always felt nothing fucking mattered because every day was the same it was just the same same and every day still is the same but there's differences now i can i'm i'm aware i can tactilely touch the differences today my daughter is 11 do you know what i mean or whatever it is or today megan did this and this is has some tiny significance this little ripple that mm-hmm. that, that goes through where before it was just like wake up go to the tattoo shop get my feelings hurt tattoo eat a shitty lunch send my counter guy out for bourbon drink the fucking bourbon go to the bar try to find someone to fuck no one wants to fuck all right take a cab home drunk you know what i mean eat a hamburger mm-hmm. go to bed mm-hmm. then every once in a while someone would want to have sex with me and i'd be like yeah i'm killing it at life and then wake up the next day hungover or do whatever oh. Some dude who's drank a whole fifth of bourbon is going to do with a lady, which is not much, which is going to be like, yo, I'm too fucked up to have sex. So I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah. 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 Oh, so many awful. Yeah. <laughs> I know, uh, right? I'm just I'm going through. I'm just going through the, like the sex pod. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the sex podcast is um, it's probably far, never going to happen. Yeah. So it's far enough. off. I don't I know. Mean, how what this... is it? What, what do drunks do in bed? You like either apologize yeah exactly like yo can't get a boner (laughs) boom you know or yo Uh, did too much coke now i'm gonna talk the whole time and just ruin some fucking something really rad way mm -hmm. to go yeah right there's just there were more than i can count i mean i don't say that and that's not that doesn't come out right but they were bragging (laughs) they're like I had the limpest dick in the county. More than I'd like to admit, there were yeah. really awful, uncomfortable experiences. Old um, calamari Staley, they used to call me. Fucking drunk and trying to talk to women and oh yeah. And even them coming home with me and oh yeah. Like nothing happening or nothing being able to happen, or just really awkward stuff or leaving immediately after either like her cringe. or me yeah yeah it's, it's just, just so really, cringy oh but that awful. is also that's part of the game you know if you're gonna be out there fucking hustling doing the bar scene you know mm-hmm. that's part of the fucking game it's just part of the thing you know yeah i can't even <clears throat> i mean the pandemic has definitely put a kibosh on that people are having a lot of sex it, and... everybody's going to the fucking bars <laughs> in arizona it's and like, um, exist. california is now going to be doing their um indoor dining is come back and so this shit's not done yet it's not over why do we keep thinking it's like are we like oh well a year is today's been one year actually since i've been yeah in lockdown i have not been a professional tattoo artist for a whole year yeah yeah well i'll be i'll be waiting tables indoors next week i, mean, I love you man <laughs> I hope you get that vaccine buddy i'm working on it i have i've got a couple leads i'm checking them I'm, I have been fine thus far. I have been extraordinarily fortunate, not only in the geography, but, you know, in, in everything that I have been able to do and done. And 
I've been healthy, so I'm just going to go with God. <laughs> you know, Good I don't luck, know what man. else to say. And it's just, and I, I, again, it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo the capitalism, but you know, it's, I, I have a job that doesn't, won't take any responsibility for my illnesses, never has. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to function as a business if they tried to give us healthcare. Like I don't, no. I don't blame them. It's, it's part of a larger problem of not taking care of people. So, right. Whatever. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I told my boss, I said, look, I know you're going to be doing indoor and outdoor dining. And I know there's some people who are far more comfortable with the indoor dining. Um, I'm not one of those people. So I'm happy to do my rotation or whatever. And I'm more thinking about, like I woke up last night, um, thinking about the conversations I'm going to have with guests and it makes it kind of makes me laugh, but at the same time, it's like my job is to put you at ease. But at the same time, people will say, "Well, how are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm not doing well." I'm waiting they, tables in a fucking pandemic. How the fuck know? do you think I'm doing? I'm not even supposed to be here. None of us are supposed None to of be us. here. We're not done yet. But you We're want not. your fucking calamari, so have a seat there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. what do you I'm want me to doing, say? That they haven't upgraded doing. that the HVAC here. The ventilation system right. is not different. Um, I can know? sit here and ramble off about the yeah, whole fucking so, thing. So, which has so, nothing to do with. Well, I guess it does have to do with drink because it's enough to drive a man to drink. Well, and that's the thing is I was like, well, what am I going to tell these people? There's a whole level of anxiety and stress that I'm working on right now. But if you'd like to talk about tonight's special, we can do that. So you don't want to hear what I really feel. So you just say fine and smile. And then you say tonight it'll be a nice warm halibut with some braised fucking hazelnuts or whatever. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, I mean, that's I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel in the moment. It depends. But I'm also I'm sorry, not, man. It's okay. Yeah, I, mean, I don't ever think about that, you know, like it's, I don't. It's just, you know, and so all of the numbers have gone down to where they're they're doing. We have 10% of the entire state or 12% you know of the I entire mean? state is vaccinated. It's moving along, but you're right. It's not done. It's not and done. So, so let um, the numbers go down and let's flatten that shit out, dude. You know, like, but no, they're like, yo, we got to get this capitalism running. States falling apart because there's no safety yet. Yet we yeah. paid thousands of dollars into the system. And I mean, there's gonna there's plenty of people who like to roast Californians, and to them, I I wish you well, and I hope that you know, I genuinely do like that health stays with you and all that kind of shit. Like I can't, I don't, I don't have time or space in my head to be angry anymore, Jerry. Like I'm, I did it for right. like four fucking years. Got to run it out. Run, <sighs> Got to run it out. So, um, just on the trail, yeah. crying your fucking eyes out like I do every once in a while. That's that's where it happens. Yeah. yeah, um, that's where it happens on the trail, crying my eyes out. Um, to Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. That's what I do now. What's that song, hers? I know that uh, there's a well, there's a couple of them. Dog days are over. Thank that's you. That's the one. Song. Yeah, that's my running song, dude. Anything with um, a stomp in it. It's yeah. really weird. I love songs with like. There's that whole genre of stomp songs that they would like play at the beginning of like the country version of the walking dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like stomp, clap, stomp, clap, you know? And I like some of those to run to. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Your music you run to is pretty funny. I know now we're going down this rabbit hole, but yours is always like funk. 
you're always like, yo, check out this song. But then it's like 90 BPM. It's too slow for me. And it's always like a grooving ass funk song where the mm-hmm. guy's like Malibu Malibu, or whatever. Because I'd like to mix it up. And so one of the things, and I do, I didn't mean for this to come into a promotion really quickly, but the, the work that I'm doing with the original City Apothecary, um, if you go to- playlist. I do so we do a weekly running playlist, which I'm gonna start pilfering from some of yours because I have to do one every week for the whole I should year. Just make my Spotify run playlist public so you can see it is. On it. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm following oh. well, I mean, I have to follow you, and so I have it. So follow my but wife. yeah, yeah. But so I like different stuff. I think I told you before, like we didn't start the fire is a good one. So I'll like I'll run during the 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 verses, and then when the yeah. chorus comes, I'll do a fast sprint and I'll try Jesus. to blow it out. Mm-hmm. And then when that's done, then I go back to like, okay, we didn't. That's a pretty good tempo. I do pressure. Pressure is is great tempo because I count measure. I count, I count the measures in my head when I run. So go, go sign up for that newsletter. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Original city apothecary. There's like podcast, um, uh, uh, what's it on Instagram suggestions at, uh, original city apothecary at original city yeah, apothecary at, they got that huh? they got that welcome to um, my apothecary here's a pinata <laughs> some Ritz crackers um but yeah so <laughs> I, I music's important and I think it's important to me on the on the trail I rarely go absolutely out yeah I rent so sometimes I, there's a road I run down here that doesn't have a great the greatest shoulder on it mm-hmm and so I'll turn my earbuds off so I can hear the cars. And mm-hmm. then I'll just listen to the pattern of my feet, which is very strange. And a lot of people run like that. Or like if I run across crosswalks, I turn the headphones off because the crosswalks are so long here and people drive yeah. wild here and I don't want to get killed. So mm-hmm. I have to hear for the cars, you know? Yeah. But just listening to the patterns of your feet while you run, you realize you you have a tempo. Mm-hmm. Everybody runs at a tempo. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess that's your pace. But yeah, music's really important for running. I like how it, this whole podcast went, there's like a weird subject <laughs> for me giving you some pushback, like all we do on this podcast is talk about the past and then it turns into. Well, and running. this is something I think about too, is where does this podcast go? What do we do with it? What does it become? What does it morph no into? Like fucking idea. Um, I get nothing. At this point, it's just two old guys talking about alcoholism. I get nothing but positive feedback from people so far. And I got another mm-hmm. sweet message from somebody who was like, I could go on about, you know, I really love what you do. I really appreciate it. And so, I mean, as long as that continues, unless somebody's like, you guys fucking suck. This is boring. Well, someone's always going to tell you, you suck is the fucking internet. You can post the most innocuous, you can post a hummingbird and someone will be like, that hummingbird, whack, fuck that hummingbird. Right. Trump 2020. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. fuck yes. that hummingbird, MAGA. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it's the internet. It's full of yeah. idiots. But people um, are generally idiots. So, I mean, I, I think about that and it's like, whatever. I'm just, I just, again, I have to not worry about it. It's really not important. I think mostly I just, I just have try to come up with a couple of questions to ask you and then I get you fired up and then we just roll from there. Right. Right. And my mind is general. like, yeah. And I just spend a few hours being in a bad mood because I have to do it and then I finish it. And then I'm like, yeah, that's done. That's cool. Right. I yeah. feel like less of a bad mood. Right. But yeah, um, I'm always in some semblance of some type of cloud, my poor wife. But I think I think the overarching <laughs> theme 
of today's show is that there's there's all these layers to being a human and that alcoholism is just one of those layers and right. um and it just happens to be a layer that we have a little bit of experience with yeah uh, and and recovery as well it doesn't have to be i mean there's plenty of other podcasts where you can go and get your get help with the steps and things like that and um you know I I, yeah i don't know but Damn me as far as the steps of the program are concerned i've been so out of it for so long i i'm excited to get back into it again but i've also yeah been, you know i'm yeah. curious because me too and i was going to the zoom meeting every sunday morning and um it's just it's just with work at night it just became extraordinarily difficult to be up and prepared and not prepared right. i mean you can roll into a zoom meeting with nothing but i'm not look i'm not I don't know. I just want to be just, cognizant to be right. Able to you want to get the mess. You want to get like the input and maybe I want to get some. the message. Yes. So, yeah. and um, that might be the problem here too, is why I'm so like, fuck, fuck this shit. Because you're the only other than my parents you are the only other alcoholic I talk to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I like it that way though, because other alcoholics are a pain in the fucking ass because we are, we're, hor- we're not horrible. We're, some of us are amazing. Some of us are mad annoying and some yes. of us are amazing and annoying at the same time, but that's yes. also the human condition. Yes. Once again, I cannot subscribe. It's just alcoholics. It's not like normal people out there walking around being a pain in the ass. Cause they fucking absolutely are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I think I've been locked in the house for a year. That too. That is somebody keeps that... giving each other COVID and I'm like, stop dude. I need mm-hmm. to, I don't like people, but I want to watch them. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Jerry, I just say keep coming back. It works if you work it. <laughs> it works if you work it, John. And <laughs> I could go off working. on that because I was just thinking all about this whole thing with the healthcare system and the fact that the, the best program we have to treat addicts and alcoholics, or at least in my opinion, one of the best ones is like a Christian based program. And I'm like, damn, dog, like really? Like, <laughs> but it works though. So I don't want to dog the program because I love the program, but I'm also not Christian. Like I barely mm. believe in God. You know what I mean? I actually mm. don't believe in God. I believe in my bear and that's it. Mm. You know, like I don't even, so I don't know. I feel like everything will get better eventually, hopefully, or it won't either will or won't. Everything's uncertain. Maybe that's my message for this podcast. Things are uncertain, but just try to enjoy, enjoy the things that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's not a fucking Bud Light Lime. Right, yeah. dude. My brother-in-law's got a garage full of fucking seltzers. That's like the new thing. That's what everybody's drinking. Or seltzers is so it looks gross. Yeah. Also, they're like 130 calories a piece. Right. How many cans you need to get drunk? I, I haven't had a drink in six years, so I could probably only drink two cans and get a buzz. But fuck, dude, for 260 calories, I could have had like a piece of cake. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. dude. It's so funny. So I went to, so speaking of the healthcare system and one of the things that's really unfortunate is that, you know, prevention is not a lot of oftentimes covered. Um, no, fuck that. Us. And I went to Fix my doctor and mm-hmm. I said something about, you know, can I, can you give me a, uh, a referral to go see a physical therapist? I'm like, not unless there's an injury. Right. And then, so I went to go see a nutritionist. And so I got to go see a nutritionist and she said, well, at the weight you're at right now, which, so I'm a little bit overweight, right? Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's good. Cause if you weren't, we couldn't see, you know, you couldn't come see me. But so I went and talked to her wow. about, I know, right? Like it's kind of fucked up. So we talked a little bit about 
my food and <clears throat> cravings and addictions. And she gave me some worksheets to take home about, you know, do I, you know, when do I binge? And, you know, then there's the line about when do I purge? And I said, I don't purge. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, like some next level shit. Right. Right. So I just told her I was getting obsessed about count, counting calories and all this stuff. And like, it just imploded on me, so on and so forth. And um, we had a really good conversation. She basically said, John, I talked to her about what I ate because I, you know, I went back the day before and um, she said, you just need to eat more protein and maybe, you know, write down your cravings. That's and great advice. dude. That was, that was basically, and I guess I'm literally just not eating any, I mean, you don't need a lot. You don't need as much as people say. Well, you're a vegetarian, was, right? Yeah. And so, so what's your protein source going to be? What does she tell eggs you? Eggs and almond milk um, uh -huh. was, but she, she, she sent me home with some vegan cheese. Oh, okay. I got from the nutritionist. She's like, hang on a second. I think I've got something in the back. I like, is that, she got, prescribed you some cheese. She, I got prescribed cheese mm -hmm. because it's super high in protein. The vegan yes. cheese is right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was just, the, a, and some oat butter or something. She probably told you the protein cuts the cravings, huh? Yes. Yes. So, I find that when I eat high protein breakfast, I crave a lot less during the day because my body's processing all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. And something occurred to me during mm -hmm. all this. I'm eating, you know, I tried the cheese. It was all right. And there's, oh, I might get another one, but I'm not like, and that's what she said to me too. Oh, I'll give you some cheese, but not if it's going to, you know, do you think it's going to trigger anything? I said, no, I don't think vegan cheese is going to trigger anything. Um, you ate the whole fucking block, didn't you? I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, mine's more, more sugar-based. But um, it occurred to me that there's a huge difference between satisfied and full. Mm -hmm. Because I'm really good at filling myself up and then yeah. feeling completely mm -hmm. dissatisfied. Oh, yeah. Was, Same here. It reminded me of like booze in a way mm -hmm. where it was just like, more and more and more and more and more where it got to the, you know, when it get, when it got to the point near the end of the drinking, where I was just like, I just need to fucking drink as much as humanly possible because I don't even feel it. And I've had three shots. And so like, it was just like being full and being, getting that allergic reaction and feeling bloated and like just mm -hmm. wanting to be drunk, but I can't be drunk because I've already I don't know, been drinking for cross 17 that, years. Cross right. that Rubicon. Yeah. We just uh -huh. like, I just yeah. want to black out and I can't. Mm -hmm. So, but it was like, oh, and that was kind of an epiphany. Like, are you full or do you want to, you know, are you satisfied? Go for being satisfied. So that's going to require some modifications on my part. But because also what I would do is last summer when I was in the throes of the fucking early pandemic and mm -hmm. dealing with the injuries and insults and everything else that was being thrown my way is I would just eat sugar and fat. Somebody was insulting you early pandemic. Just in general insults, just the insults oh. of life. <laughs> I thought they were like, fuck you, Corona's your fault, you <laughs> fucking duck lip motherfucker. And you're like, duck lipped. Duck lipped. Um I'm gonna eat some MMs about this. Exactly. And so, yeah. well, and then it was, you know, it was a big uh the dude at the fruit stand who always hooks me up, gave me a giant box of dates, and I was like, I don't need a fucking giant box of dates. That's like that's kind of like legal candy, but you know, you, they're 60 calories a piece. You start eating yeah. beets. You could have just thrown them away. It's true. I you could have said, thanks man. And taken 10 and just thrown the rest of them away. Right. Or but, put them in the toilet and then you yes. can't eat them at all. Right. They touch poop water. Yeah. <laughs> so I do shit um, like that all the time, John. Throw food I away. Do. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, if I'm like being way too wild with it, uh, and Megan's not around, and she can't see me do it. I'll like pour a bag of like a bag of chips in the trash. Not a whole bag, but like if mm-hmm. there's a quarter left, and I know I've been mashing them too hard, I'll just like mm-hmm. toss them when she's not looking. Because I'm like, she's not going to eat this. I'm just going to keep eating this unhealthily. So I'll just throw it away. And you know what's funny is I thought, so I did this with a couple of things at the beginning of March when I was like, no more sugar. So I Mm -hmm. threw away a couple of like half jars of peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Because what I was doing before is I wasn't sure how much peanut butter I had. And I wanted to make sure I had enough. So I'd buy another jar. So then I'd have two open jars of peanut butter. You know, that all like that crazy thinking, that alcoholic thinking. So I threw it in the trash. But as I'm throwing it in the trash, I also have this mental picture of myself like coming home later and digging it out of the trash to eat. So I put it in the toilet. (laughs) Bam, problem solved, man. Come on now. So, I mean, but it was just this, and I'm having these weird thoughts and those flashes of like, I'm fucking obsessed. Because you would take vodka bottles, all the empty ones, and pour all the bottom sips Mm -hmm. out of it into another bottle because I did that. So I know you've done that. Yeah. I know you've done it. So why would you not do it with something else? Peanut butter. Yeah. Which is, it's all for both of us. It's all in here. Yeah. Yeah. I throw shit away all the time. I have to. That's yeah. part of my problem is I'm just like, no, I can't. Yeah. But I do um, find myself eating lately, especially eating when I know I've gone over and I'm like still going. I'm just not binging, but I'm taking a spoonful of like ice cream being like, I've already gone over. Like, why am I still fucking around here? Which reminds me a little bit of my drinking, but that's okay. I'd much rather fucking gain a couple of pounds and be, be what I was before. I and I always that. check it. Today was my extra day of running. I always add extra. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of Chinese food yesterday. So today I'm like, you're going to run. You're going to run this yeah. morning to make up for it. Yeah. And yeah. my brother-in-law works out a lot too. So we kind of, I don't want to say we hold each other accountable, but we inspire each other. It's right. actually really cool. Cause he'll like go work out and be like, yeah, I feel better. He's like, you feel better from running? I'm like, I do dude. And I'm glad I could talk to someone in the house about it. You know, Who understands what it feels like to well, feel better. Cause going to work out for 10 minutes. Dude, my wife will work out for an hour. And then mm-hmm. come in the house and be like, you see my abs? And I'm like, no, you just worked out for one hour in six months. I do not see your abs. But then I'll be like, yeah, baby, your abs are really coming out. You look mm-hmm. great. You look great. Or she'll do a bunch of squats and be like, you see that? My thighs? You know, and I'm like, this is the first time I've ever seen you do squats in 12 years. Thighs look great. But yeah, I see your thighs. You look beautiful. You look great. <laughs> you know, like. Right. Yeah. Right. So Anyhow, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just start need to, need to start throwing shit out if I bring shit in. Uh, only with the dates, like if that dude's like, here, my friend, take a whole. I don't know why I said my friend, but he's like, here, buddy, yeah. take a whole box of dates, take out six, and just throw the rest on the roof or whatever, right. so you can't fuck with them and be like, this is this <clears> is. I shouldn't give you advice. You you'll figure it out. I no, I mean that's give you that's unsolicited advice because you always say I don't know how you do it, and I'm like, I just do it. Right, like, I just. And I, I don't, I'm not as disciplined. Like I fuck up. My wife had a little candy drawer here that was full of little tiny Kit Kat bars and little mm-hmm. M&Ms or little Hershey kisses. I take three out because I know three are 130 calories and I eat them and watch TV. And then sometimes I'll take like three more. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's 200. That's almost 300 calories. I just ate right now, six pieces of candy, but I'll eat them. No, I appreciate it. it. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you and said I've gained that you weight. Felt, well, that's going to happen, right? We just right. know that as that is like a result of the action. I moved to Tucson weighing 150, between 153, 155, and now I'm up to 158. So I've gained about five pounds since I've moved here. 
but there's mm-hmm. always food. So I think once I get into my own place and I can kind of control my portions a little better, I can get back down to where I need to be. But I'm also, I'm at a, still at a healthy weight for a man, my age and height mm-hmm. is 160 is a healthy weight. So, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. I no, I appreciate your, I appreciate your help. I appreciate okay. your advice. I do. It's I would not, hate to give you unsolicited advice. I no, it's fine. I mean, it's you and I, it's a little yeah. unsolicited advice is fine between you and I. And I mean, just those, because you're like, I throw stuff away. And I was like, I threw something away and I had this weird reaction to that. I was like, Oh, okay. Keep well, doing it. Get used shit. to it. <laughs> you will, you will. You absolutely get used to it. You think you won't, but then after a while it just becomes normal and just be like, I mean, to be like, does this serve me? Right. I, am I being served by this? Because I right. see you being like, no more meat, never eat meat again. And I'm like, that's great if that's what works for you. If you have like a fucked up colon or whatever it is that's fucking you up, or you're like, no more sugar ever again. Sugar's not serving me. And I know your attitude and the way you approach it. So I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, are these extremes also on this other end serving you, or are they just swaying the binge back even harder? Do you know what I mean? But can you just eat? Uh, you know what I mean? 50 grams of sugar every day. I don't know if you could, I don't but know if, if you tell either. yourself I've completely cut it out of my diet and then, you know what I mean? A fucking marshmallow accidentally falls in your mouth. Are you not going to fucking mash the whole bag of marshmallows because right. you have been without, you know, but once again, you and I are very different. I can count out six marshmallows and know the little tiny babies and know that oh. that's like a hundred calories. No, the big ones, it's three three or like 130 i think because mm. i remember the numbers and i'm like okay i can eat three of these i can eat two graham crackers <laughs> so uh i think I'm that's a good up. place See? no I it's great well yeah. i just i was i was thinking all this time i was like what are we gonna talk what, we, what am i gonna name the podcast and i think m is for marshmallows is yeah is m as is good as anything else mashing mash marshmallows <laughs> mashing marshmallows yeah. um so but i i it's it's a complex and layered thing. And I think that those, those complexities and those layers are not going away anytime soon. So, uh, no, we just have to manage them once again, like our fucking recovery, just got to manage it maintenance and management. And for those of you who are listening to this and I'll post something, I guess this is going to come out, but next week we're going to do a, um, a book review of a book called never enough. Oh, thanks for telling me. Now I can start listening to it. Um, I've got it. I've got it on lockdown on my audible. All right. No, I'll never enough it. by Judith Grissel. And um, we'll probably it. be focusing, focusing mostly on the alcohol portion of it. Cause she talks about all the different drugs and mm-hmm. Jerry and I have experienced a few different drugs too, but um, it was really interesting. I'm almost done with it. So um, mm. I think, I think you'll like it more than it's more fascinating. Right. Than, Cause last pod, I was like, there's not enough ghosts in recovery books. Make me read these boring <laughs> recovery books. I need, I need more ghosts. <clears throat> Thanks again for listening. Our music as always is by neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.